Shaniqua, and I have been dealing with tricks since I was about 12 years old. Um, I am now 32. Um, I've been poor free for about three months. And um, yeah, um, what STEM trick for me was, well, I was, my father was pretty abusive. Um, so like I had a lot of anxiety um, due to me not being able to express myself. So like when things would happen, um, instead of me talking about it, assuming that I was always wrong, um, I didn't talk about it. So I would suppress myself uh, or suppress my feelings. Um, I would talk to people around me, but it didn't really do good because everybody was in the same house. So it's like, if the person who is causing harm to you, triggering the um, trichotillomania in you, um, you just kind of have to sit there in silence until it goes away. That's how I felt at the time. I felt like no one can save me. Um, I have to deal with what I have to deal with. And I'm going to pull my hair out. So, like, I remember um, one year something happening, like, in school, like, probably bad grades or something like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, always, it's not a good thing when you go from good grades to bad grades. But it's like if your parents aren't noticing why you're going um, downhill and they're just assuming things, um, that's anxiety as well. And it makes you not care. It makes you want to pull because you're already pulling. And it's like, if you um, don't have anyone who will listen to you, you're just gonna do what feels best at that time. So um, my grades started going downhill. Um, my father was upset about that. Um, I did get in trouble behind it, but by him and others not understanding why that was going on. And I couldn't talk about it because everything I said was wrong, I felt. And then I, I had insecurities. I had a gap back then. So I felt like people, um, well, it was projected onto me that people with gaps were liars. So every time I told the truth, because I had a gap, I was automatically lying, which didn't make me feel good, you know? So um, I pulled for two years consecutively then, so about 12 to 14. Um, and then I lived somewhere else and, you know, it was with another family member. They didn't know that I was suffering from it because I didn't talk about it with where I was staying previously. So I just dealt with it. Like in high school, I'm like trying to find cosmetics, uh, <laughs> I'm getting wigs, I'm buying scarves, I'm just doing things. And, you know, people who are my friends, they're not even noticing what's going on because I'm always covering it up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, it's something I, I actually never talked about, like thinking about it. Like I never like sat down and was like, yeah, I pulled my hair out like at 12, 13, not even 15, 16 or 18. Like I never sat there and physically said um, that I pulled my hair out. So, um, you know, as I've dated and stuff like that moving forward, like it was something I never talked about because it was never talked about as a child. Not that I was ashamed of it, but I just kind of grew to cover it up and just going with my life. Um, and I got to that point where like the severity of it became worse during like certain parts of my life, whether, you know, it was stress related, it was work coworkers. It, it was something going on that I just really couldn't even 
express like why it was happening, but just because I was automatically pulling my hair because it felt good and if it was exposed, um, I would do it. And I got to that point where I was like, you know, it doesn't feel good. Like I just don't want to pull my hair no more. Like, you know, when I retrain um certain, you know, thought patterns that I would have or, you know, certain things that would be triggers for me, like I would stop and pause. And you'd be like, you know what? Like instead of pulling for relief, <laughs> let me train myself to say that doesn't feel good. Like that just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Like it actually hurts. So mm-hmm. um, um I nurture myself more. Um, I'm very much into self-care and understanding how I feel. Um, understanding that my feelings do matter. Um, and awareness is key because you can't change anything you're not aware of, you know. I don't know. I, I think it was like more so of a breakthrough for me because I just got tired of just wanting to stop covering up my hair, spending money on different wigs and weaves and, you know, trying to explain to a certain stylists. Like, okay, one time I literally told them, I was like, okay, well, I know my hair looks different this time, but like I told him I had alopecia. Like I would say, like I would like put certain things on me because I never thought people knew what trichotillomania was. So it's like, in- instead of me saying this word and they're like, huh, what is that? Let me say a word that you're familiar with. Let me say something that you you might know what it is. So I was putting stuff on me that wasn't even on me. And it's like, that that wasn't okay either. So it's like, now I'm like, okay, um, if I was getting my hair done, I'm like, okay, well, I actually put my hair out this time. You know, listen, life got to me, life got the best of me. I pulled it out, you know, and I'm I'm good now, you know, so... When I was pulling my hair for the around the first time, my grades like totally down. Like I don't, it was hard for me to imagine focusing on school when like I literally can't stop doing this thing, and I'm like nervous that kids are gonna notice. You know what I mean? Exactly. People like watching you or something. Like it's, it's crazy. (laughs) Do you remember the first time you started pulling, and you pulled from your scalp only, or do you pull from other places? Only from my, only from my scalp. Um, honestly, like I felt like. Not to take away from any other parts of the body people pull from, but for me, um, I found it a blessing within itself as far as pulling from my hair because although it was just on my scalp, like, I could cover my scalp. Like, you know, I could find remedies to just cover my scalp. And it worked for me for years until I just didn't want to hide. Like, I wanted to see what the sun felt like on my scalp. Like, I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel the smallest things that people just took for granted, like, just you know, like just going outside and just being free for a day opposed to like having to cover up a ball spot you just pulled out and it was pretty full yesterday. My hair used to always be like the biggest part of my life. Like, you know, call me vain, whatever. Back then I loved my hair, me and my friends. Sixth, seventh grade, we'll be in the classroom, like playing with each other's hair. We'll be combing each other's hair, braiding it, twisting it and stuff like that. And um, as I told you, um, my grades had declined. So this was around spring break, you know? So when I got home, I'm from school. I'm thinking things are fine. I'm going to have a good spring break. Well, that's when I realized that my grades were shot and I wasn't probably going to do much for spring break. So by me getting in trouble because of my grades and, you know, not being able to express myself properly at that time, um, my father, he chose to cut my hair. So um, after yelling at me and all this stuff, um, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to cut your hair. And I'm like, crying like no like you know because I love my hair but I'm trying to be okay with it too he snipped my hair off with some scissors and then he like shaved it like so from your hair being like this long and then like clipping it with scissors so it's like about that tall Mm -hmm. I'm instantly having anxiety because I'm like what are my friends gonna think when I go back to school because we were just playing each other's hair Mm -hmm. so my thoughts came from that honestly so it was like opposed to feeling um anxious about just what I'm going through at home or going what's going on at home 
um, I'm actually sitting here like, okay, like, what are my friends going to think? Like, you know, and kids are cruel. Some kids are just, you know, you just, you just never know what to expect. So for me, I literally got my hair cut. And after that, I looked in the mirror and I just, you know, like, I'm just like looking around. Cause it just looks so, I did not feel pretty. Um, I'm not saying that short hair wasn't beautiful, but like coming from an era of having long hair, like it was definitely a change with that happened like drastically. So from going to school that morning, getting home and having long hair. And then like before the evening comes, like you have short hair. It's like, what am I going to do for nine days or out for school break? And then going back to school, figuring out what I'm going to tell my friends, what really happened to my hair post to, you know, like stuff like that. So I go to school and the first thing my friends are asking is, what happened to your hair? And I'm pulling my hair again because it's like the fact that they're asking me this and I can't tell them the truth because I can't, you know, um, you know, I was a child and I was scared of a lot of things. I was fearful um, of a lot. And <laughs> I didn't want to get anybody in trouble um, at the time. And, um, you know, so pulling my hair most of the times were times for me, I guess, get attention from myself, if that makes sense. Like, you know, things I couldn't talk about to people. Like, I definitely had the thought in my head and just put it out. And then once I put it, like, the relief was there. I mean, it was gone for a minute. But, you know, um, I definitely remember um, coming home from school, getting my hair cut, and then it, it, it triggering from that day there like and then going to school going in bathrooms like just going wherever like to just pull it for a minute because I never pull in front of people like I never like have, have have physically pulled my hair to where somebody was like stop pulling your hair out I've never done that so it's like mm -hmm. imagine how much idle time one person may have if they have like so much hair you know gone and they don't pull in front of people so when did you realize that what you were doing had a name I want to say 16 I realized, and, and when I tell you the the reaction within me, I felt I felt crazy because of the mania part of the word. I felt like a maniac. I felt like all uh, this. So one day I was asleep and my grandma, I used to love this show called The Tyra Banks Show. I love Tyra Banks, but like, you know, she's a supermodel, but like when she had the TV show, I resonated more with her helping people. So one day my grandma woke me up and she was like, um, there's this girl on the TV that got the same thing you got. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, she pulls her hair out. And I looked at the TV and I, I cried, but I felt really good about it. Cause I'm like, and this was years ago. So I'm like, when I seen it on the, the TV show, I'm like, there's a real thing, but she kept saying trichotillomania. I literally looked up that word then. And I started, I'm like, grandma, I'm a maniac. Oh my gosh. I'm a maniac. Like it's crazy. I pull my hair out. That means I'm crazy for pulling my hair out. Like I just was saying so many things around this time. And I was 16, but I still never, told anybody like my grandma knew like briefly I mean because I lived with my grandma she was like my primary like care person outside of my father but it's like she wasn't as attentive um in awareness when it came down to you know stuff like that I mean sometimes she would say you got a boss spot in your head and I you know it would make me self-conscious but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wasn't often and it if I could cover it up so she wouldn't say it again the next day, then it would just cover the next day. And that was that. So, wow. I have to look that up. I have to see that. Like, Cause I, I like, you know, finding things on the internet that show. Uh -huh. Oh, that'd be really cool. On the tire bank show. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so how did it feel when she kind of, when your grandma kind of like broke that fourth wall and like, was like, Hey, you have this, 
And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, it was more so, I mean, because like I said, I was asleep and like how the show was, they have like reruns. So like when they would play the original version, like I was in school at that, at that time. And then like the replay would be like at 2 a.m. when I would be asleep. So she was up. And when she woke me up, like it clearly was very important to her because she knew like what I was dealing with. And I didn't talk about it. Like I would be sad all the time, but I never talked about my sadness. I never talked about it. So um, when she first said it, I literally jumped out of the bed. And when I jumped out of the bed, I'm like, yeah, I felt relieved, but I felt embarrassed at the same time because it's like nobody wants to just pull their hair out. Nobody just, you know, like wants that type of attention to them pulling their hair out, especially if it's not a boss by caused by something like mild. It's you physically pulling your hair out. It's a whole different ball game. So it was a level of embarrassment for me, but also a sense of relief that she, you know, wanted me to understand that there is a name for what it is I'm doing. So mm -hmm. now that I know that there's a name, I could actually be like, okay, well, whether anybody knows or not, I know that I have this. I know that I'm dealing with this and it's self-diagnosable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, it was easy to understand, but like, even then, like, my trick was milder at the point. Um, so I pulled um, from certain places. I pulled from uh, um, places like certain places on my scalp more than others. But like when I started off pulling my hair, it literally was like just small strands like um, on the sides of my hair, like on the sides or like a little piece from the middle, um, the back maybe over here, um, just different areas. Um, and then like I'll stop. And then like if I'm triggered, not knowing what my triggers were at the time, I'll pull, um, but most mostly by myself because I was always around my cousins and if they triggered me and they didn't know or, you know, just I felt like they were making like inside jokes that, you know, I'm just like, hey, let me just get myself together, go pull my hair out, you know, and I'll cover it back up. And Did you notice or do you notice that when you pull, you like do like a searching, like you search for certain ones? Yeah. So um, and it's usually so like I never really would like pull out my long hair. I don't know what it is. And then like with me, like there's certain parts, like if I pull from the left side, I'm going to want to pull from the right side too, like in exactly in the same spot. So if I'm like, okay, hmm, just, you know, trying to feel like wherever I feel that sensation wants me to pull, like it could be the, the, the shortest hair that just grew out, like not a long one, but the one that just grew and just a little stubble of it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, let me just find which one I want to pull. And then I'll pull it. And if I don't pull the right one, I get a little irritated. Like, I just did all this for no reason. Because I'll be looking for the certain ones. Like, I'll be wanting the ones that be having <laughs> the, the bulb on it. And I'll, like, I've never, like, eaten my hair. But I have, like, played with it on my lip or something like that. But I've never, like, you know, chewed it and stuff. But I have, like, put it out and, you know, did a little rub on my lip. Probably, like, plucked the, um, the, the little white thing off and then just discard the hair. And then I'll be so mad. Like, I just wasted a perfectly good strand of hair. Like, so now I'm like, okay, I need to, to level these follicles more. I need to, you know, I just, I, I just do a whole new level of like self-care when it comes to like my hair, but I definitely, um, will look for certain ones and the ones I will pull on one side, I definitely will pull on the other side and it will make my life complete. And if I don't succeed at the right one, I'm gonna pull again. And usually when I pull my hair, like sometimes it doesn't, well, it never really hurts me to pull my hair cause I haven't pulled my hair out and just sad in pain but like it'll feel good to me um and if i put consecutively i might not feel like a headache until like the next day i'm like why does my head hurt like i might feel like a slight little tingle in my scalp and i'm like it wasn't hurting yesterday because it felt good yesterday now it 
doesn't feel good. So now that lets me know that I processed this pain a little late. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to do something different. One time I went to therapy and the therapist asked me about the lip thing. She was like, do you do the thing with your lip? I'm like, wait a minute. How do you know? Like, it was right. so weird. I was like, how do you know that? Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Right, right. Um, Thank you for having me. This is, this is, this is fun to talk about. Do you get into it like a trance? Like you'll pull, like you'll pull and it's really hard for you to snap out of it. Yeah. It just really depends on like the moment in time as to why I'm pulling. So like if I'm, if I'm thinking too hard about something, which I am an overthinker. So if I'm thinking too hard about something and my hair is usually exposed, I'm probably like trying to find a certain hair and just, just like dazed out, just like pulling it. And then like, once I realize I'm pulling it, I be, I will be upset with myself after the fact, because I'm like, I was not that focused. Like what, what am I doing? You know? Um, but it could, it could vary. I could be watching something that's intense. (laughs) I could be, listening to something um because i'm an empath as well so like i'm a person who you could probably probably bring me your problems and um i might not have a solution for you but i'm going to be thinking about it whether you know i'm thinking about it or not trying to figure out how i can help you not even figuring out how, how i'm going to help myself because i'm dealing with something i can't talk to you about or anybody about because i i mask i guess i mask it good or i i handle it pretty well but um when I'll put more patches out um it will be because it was more focused than anything like I just would just be sitting there just even if I could have like relationship issues or just something in general that triggers me to feel super high in emotions and I can't pick up the phone and call anybody because it if the words won't come out right um there's something going on I'm like you know what let me just get myself together pray about it um and if I haven't gotten to the point where I prayed yet I've already done pulling my hair. And after that is where I'm like, you know what? I need to reset on a clock. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I done did so much. And, but, but you know, self-compassion is key. Once you understand why you pulled your hair and you have, and you really have that compassion for yourself. Like it, it makes a difference because like being in a depressed state and pulling your hair out and then feeling sorry for yourself and then pulling your hair out again only makes majority of your hair become more vulnerable to being pulled out because of you not, um, being aware of your own emotions. So we're on the podcast. You have a book, you have an LLC that's called embracing Turkish Slovenia. Yes. Tell me how you got to that point of like actually talking about it and, and making the world a better place with it. Well, um, I have a very small support group of um, people who I do share certain thoughts with. And um, I felt like um, this past, um, this past year I had a breakthrough I'm around my birthday specifically in May. So there are just some things I'm like, you know what? There's some things I want to do. And there are some things that I never did because I never embraced trichotillomania. Like I remember wanting to pursue so many different um, careers um, and even things in school that I never did because of my own insecurities within myself, my own self-esteem, um, just challenges. And um, I never wanted that to be on me, but like I didn't embrace myself where I was, how I was to even move forward for anybody else to even deal with me. So um, I got to that point where I started reading more about it. I mean, cause I've had a therapist, but like depending on you and your mental state, like therapy can work for you and it, you might succeed. You might not, you know, you might take supplements. You might not, you know, it just really depends on your mental state. I feel so like with me, um, I've had a therapist before Um, I've, I've, I've done a few different um, tactics, but all in all, like, I feel like for me, 
um, my prayer life has helped me. Um, the desire to want change, um, to ask myself what it is I needed. I'm used to asking people, what is it that you need? Like just, just catering to the needs of people, not understanding the smallest needs within myself. So it's like um, in June, I started, you know, the idea of a book um, because I wanted to do this self-care uh, course around trichotillomania. Um, I'm not a therapist, but there are certain ways that you can, I feel you can heal. You can get through trichotillomania without spending tons of money um, and, you know, with the right people around you. And I feel like people who have trichotillomania can help people with trichotillomania opposed to you hearing me talk about trichotillomania, writing notes about trichotillomania, and then telling me what you feel will help me because of what you think or the facts maybe. But I feel like if you haven't personally experienced something um, as um, intense and severe as um, trichotillomania, you really won't understand the the mental state of people who deal with it. I don't care how how people say, oh, well, I can understand you really can't. If, until you have physically pulled your hair out, you you won't. No, no therapist can relate to that unless she has fully recovered from trichotillomania with before and after photos with her full story and you feel like a real success story in the person that you're talking to because you feel like, okay, she did it, he did it, I know I can do it. Me, I'm building that for myself right now. So it's like, I know why trichotillomania started for me. I didn't know what it was until after the facts. And now I'm at a point of wanting to help people. You know, I've embraced trichotillomania. And for me, embracing trichotillomania doesn't mean accepting trichotillomania where um, where I am. It's like understanding what it is and wanting more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people can have trichotillomania and be like, okay, well, yeah, I am... Susan and I've had tricks since I was seven and I'm 65 and this is my life that that might be true but it isn't you know what I'm saying like you don't have to go on and, and keep pulling your hair out you can have people that you talk to I feel like people with a lot of idle time <laughs> pull their hair people who feel like they can't talk to anybody or you know express themselves properly like once you like figure out like the whys um because some people don't even know their whys you know, they can express their whys. So for me, like, I feel like when you're an advocate and a voice for something that you know so well because you've dealt with it, it's the only right way. So writing my book is inspired by a true story, which is me. I'm a few little add-ons, but um, I plan to do a series and, um, you know, even novels into my adult life with dealing with trichotillomania. Um, I want to have this self-care um, boot camp that I'm working on um, and it, it, it really plays by the severity of people with trick. Like, I mean, I understand people deal with it on a daily basis, but um, I want to help those who really feel like they they just don't have no no hope. Like, I want them to understand that you think you can, but it's once you reprogram your mind and, and, and figure out, like, why you want to change something, why you want to do something, why you feel like you deserve to feel beautiful, look beautiful, it's already done. Like, whatever the desires of your heart, are already there like everything you want even from the hair it's already established you know your your hair and cells like you know once it's 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 formulated and growing that's all it has to do you have to let it grow like you have to let it be there you're the reason why your hair is coming out it's not your fault but technically like you know you have to be real with yourself you know you have to understand that you're the reason your hair is um, coming out you put your hair out you didn't want to un express what you're feeling <laughs> at the time so you can understand your thoughts um, they have um, devices and stuff like that that work, but I I still feel all in all it's a mental it's a mental thing. Um, and you have to you have to understand that 
in the midst of your transformation, there will be challenges. Like, I feel like on my journey to being pull free and embracing trichotillomania, I've had so many people try to trigger me. I've had some situations that have came up and I'm like, you know what, this is not going to work because, and I, and I said, I'm like, you know what, this would have been a trigger. I said, this would have made me pull my hair out by now. I said, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I can never say stuff like that before because I never talked about it. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my, I'm not going to put my hair out. I'm not going to do this because, and I'm not going to pull it out because you upset me. I'm not going to pull it out because this didn't work. I'm not going to put my hair out because you made me feel this way. Because what about you? Like, you're not going to pull your hair out, you know? So just, just different things like that. What are some things that you do for self-care instead of pulling? I think you mentioned like you have a, like a process that you, that you do. Yeah. Well, um, meditation, um, I wake up every morning and I pray. So I usually work overnight. And um, when I get off work, I shower, I pray. Um, if my hair is done, then I still, you know, build a prayer life. Um, the, the best thing for me, um, I, I challenge myself with wearing my hair out because I feel like when your hair is covered and done, of course, it's going to grow. Of course, it's going to, you know, you're not going to pull it because you can't access it. But the biggest challenge is actually having your hair free, you know, the, the you know, fighting your your real urges, you know. Um, so for me, I literally... Um, I massage my scalp, you know, um, I take, um, I'm like more holistic, you know, so I, um, you know, I'm into like certain, um, essential oils and stuff like that, but, um, sea moss, um, definitely helps, um, with any like deficiency you feel as far as like minerals. Um, so like I feel, um, I naturally feel good when I take it, but like the most important thing for me is massaging my hair. Like, I don't care who or what time of day it is. If I feel like I need some self-care and my hair is like, you know, just a, a trigger for me, I'm like, you know what, let me massage my hair. Let me um, do some affirmations. Um, I have an affirmations playlist that I listen to and I'm actually working on because um, I sing as well. So I'm working on an affirmations, um, um, a playlist as well as far as my own to, to help others. But I have my own um, affirmations that I listen to um, about my hair specifically when I'm driving um, and every single thing, like I kind of just talk to myself a certain way. I even talk to my hair. I nurture my hair. I nurture my hair follicles. I massage them even when I'm washing my hair. I just, I let my hair know that for so long, like I've neglected you, you know, and it's a personal thing for me. So, so long I've neglected you. And, um, you know, I wouldn't even wash it as frequently because like, I feel like if I'm in my hair so much, I'm going to just play around with it, pull it, whatever. And I have done that. I chose to just not want to feel like that no more. So I um, talk to my hair. I, you know, I, I do a whole lot. <laughs> it's a process, but it, it works because it, to me, I feel like every day, really every hour for me, but every day I get through um, is a blessing, but every hour I make it through is even more of a blessing because it, you know, anything can trigger you at any given time. And if you don't know that you're pulling your hair out, you're, you just, you know, it's something that you're going to, um, be hit with later on and it's not going to feel good. So I'm like, you know what? Like I have to have that much more willpower to just be able to sit here and the things that I want to know that they're already here. They're already done. I say, I want my hair to grow. It's already growing. Leave it alone. You know, mm -hmm. I say, I want this. It's already done. Leave it alone. Like, you know, I have to be a realist with myself. So I'm a realist with other people. Have you had moments? Cause I know you're three months pull free right yeah. now. Have you had moments before where you had some time being pull free or is this the longest you've kind of gone? I usually relapse, <laughs> but like my, I don't have, 
and 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 honestly like when I would start it would really help when I would just cover my hair up like I haven't been covering my hair so it's like every, that's why I say every day I get through is a blessing but every hour is even more because when it comes to awareness within myself like as far as my triggers like I don't feel any urges and when I feel like I do I'll massage my hair and I'm like you know what like you know I'll talk to it like and I'm like okay maybe my hair needs something maybe I need some I need you know like if it's dry or if it's you know just try to understand the needs of my hair so I'm not pulling it because when I think of my hair um as something that matters you don't want to purposely harm something that matters so how can we find you tell us social medias um the book title how we get it the course everything Everything, everything. So my website is trickyourmind.com. That's T-R-I-C-H, yourmind.com. Um, you can go there for all info pertaining to my course that's coming soon. Um, my book is on Amazon. It's called Embracing Trichotillomania, Brianna's Journey to Loving Herself. It's out on Amazon, um, Barnes & Nobles, everywhere online books are sold. My Facebook is Embracing Trichotillomania. My um, handle is Trick Your Mind, as well as Instagram. So Trick Your Mind for everything, trickyourmind.com, the website, Trick Your Mind uh, is my handles for Instagram and um, Facebook. And my person, my personal Facebook handle is Shaniqua Watkins Official. So you can find me there as well. I am very interactive. I engage. Um, any questions? Email is info at trickyourmind.com if you want to send me an email. You are not your hair. Your hair does not define you. Like, And the sooner you realize that, the sooner life will be easier for you. Thank you.